Service, please. You're listening to the Food and Travel Podcast with Paul Feinstein. 209, now arriving. Anywhere you want to say it, I can get us in anywhere. Here's the most interesting man in the world, Paul Feinstein. Sometimes the most unlikely chefs from the most unlikely places can change your entire perception around specific types of cuisine. This week on the Paulcast, hosted by me, Paul Feinstein, I speak with Polish-born chef Matt Zielanka, who has mastered the art and the craft of making pasta by both understanding its rules and subsequently breaking all of them. Matt has a new cookbook out called The Pasta Man, The Art of Making Spectacular Pasta with 40 recipes that not only explain the how when it comes to pasta, but how to make it beautiful. I chat with Matt about his artful and helpful book, where he got his start, and how he came to bring the love of pasta to the world. We also talk about tradition versus innovation and how that shapes what he does every single day. If you love pasta, you'll love this chat. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Paulcast. As always, I am your host, Paul Feinstein, and today I am here with none other than the pasta man himself, uh, Matt Zilanka. Say hi, Matt, to all the listeners out there. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi, Paul. Um, So for those of of my listeners who don't know about Matt, um, and don't follow him on social media. We're, we're talking to him today because he is one of the most creative uh, pasta makers in the world. Um, he's coming to us from London uh, by way of Poland. We're going to get into his story and uh, into his pasta and his new absolutely stunning, beautiful uh, cookbook um, that gets into all of this. So, so Matt, just for starters, can you just um, give us a little bit about yourself? Tell us about where you're from, how you got into pasta making in the first place? So, you know, I was born in Poland, uh, came to London nine years ago, and I wasn't a chef really. I just came to visit my best friend. Um, But I always used to dream about being in the kitchen and cooking, you know. Uh, Find my first job in in a New York Jewish American deli. And I really enjoyed it. So I employed myself as a as a kitchen porter, which was quite fun. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, I uh, was working for three, four years in many different restaurants. I couldn't find it anything which I really enjoy doing uh, till I got the job in Padella, which is a great pasta restaurant in London. And there I rolled my first dough. I met, I had the most amazing sous chef and the most amazing head chef. And because of them, I just fell in love in pasta making, making pasta, fresh pasta dough, you know, pairing them with sauces and experimenting with it. So did your, did you cook at home? Did your parents cook? Did your mother cook? Like, where did you get the, the love um, just to be in the kitchen in the first place? I mean, it's kind of interesting. I always used to enjoy being in the kitchen around Christmas because this is a kind of big time in basically in Poland, uh, preparing pierogi, making lots of dumplings for hours and hours. And but I think so. It's kind of funny as I, I, I was a big fan of Sopranos, 
the family, the, the Soprano series. And uh, I was always intrigued by, you know, it's about the food culture there as well. Restaurant Vesuvia, uh, you know, this was something incredible, really. And my brother bought me a cookbook, you know, when I was 17 or 18, maybe. The Sopranos Family Cookbook. And I have that, I have that amazing cookbook. cookbook yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I never cook anything from it. Me because <laughs> the the ingredients were so expensive and some of them I couldn't even find it. So, yeah, I'm still thinking of it really, but really amazing cookbook. And I think so. Actually, this book changed my life quite a lot. Um, is there like maybe this is a very naive question, but what's the Italian restaurant culture like in Poland? Like, are there are there places that you admire and chefs that you admire that are doing interesting things? Uh, funny enough, I I haven't been in Poland for a long time, so I know that things are changing really kind of uh, dramatically there for a you know for good. Lots of interesting restaurants are opening. I haven't been in. You know, as, as, as you know, as you know, we had pandemic last year, then I was really busy writing a book, working, but, you know, my memories of going to Italian places in Poland in, uh, I don't know, uh, 2000, late 2010, I would just say was not good, I would <laughs> say, <laughs> not really traditional, which which is okay, but the taste is totally different. Like, you know, finding the good rest Italian restaurants in London or other places around the world, you can feel the difference really of good Italian produce, like proper Parmigiano Reggiano, like proper tomatoes, like, you know. So, yeah. Just basically an ingredients problem, it sounds like. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, okay, so let's, before we get into your cookbook, tell me about your restaurant in London. So at the moment, we are planning to open a new restaurant for the first time. It's called 180 Pasta. It's called at 180 The Strand, which is the address of it. Uh, is the, you know, it's really exciting, actually. I'm just thinking of it. It's like, okay. wow. Uh, so the idea will be to serve pizza and pasta. Uh and of course, few starters, uh, but don't play with tradition a bit, you know, just to be open about it and talk about it, like, you know, combine uh, the pasta with other ingredients. Like, you know, I, I'm a really big fan of pasta pappardelle with shiitake mushroom and seaweed. I just think it's really interesting combination. I think it's really interesting to see what people are thinking of it. Some people are kind of, think, af, you know, afraid of trying, but I'm just thinking I, we, we all should play a bit, be brave and thinking, okay, what could I do with this, with, with, you know, with pasta? Could I do it something better than traditional dishes? Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm really intrigued with Asian cooking as well with, you know, uh, Mediterranean in general. So I'm just thinking it's lovely to take bits and pieces from each culture uh, and create something new and see what people think. I think that's great. I think um, I find with a lot of Italian chefs is that they almost feel like they're 
they are bound to sticking with what's traditional as opposed to really breaking those boundaries and trying new things. I think maybe, maybe coming from Poland, you don't, you don't feel any of that and you get to experiment in ways that you're not, you're not worried about. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting. We had conversation with uh, Joe Sasta and Mero from Pasta Social Club uh, weeks ago, and we were talking about tradition, understanding tradition. I think so. It's important to know how the traditional plate or traditional shape should be ma make, or you know how how the dish should looks like, uh, and then trying to do something with it. So it's important to understand the tradition and respect the tradition, but also give yourself way to, you know, wiggle a bit, a little bit, and just thinking, well, could we use something else? Because, you know, it's interesting. I think pasta, it's not only Italian, really. When you think about it, every single culture from around the globe have some dishes with pasta. Mm -hmm. You know, Poland, you can find pasta, squares of pasta fried with the sauerkraut, which yeah. is called wazanki, I think so. It's incredible. Tastes yeah. really good. <laughs> so it's interesting to just, you know, try new things. And I'm kind of because of people who follow me on Instagram and sharing with me their uh, dishes from their own countries, I'm more intrigued really to uh, dig deeper really into that. So like what else, like are you, so you're gonna borrow from Chinese traditions and Japanese traditions and Polish traditions, I guess, and just sort of making a bunch of different things. Is this, is this sort of the idea behind your new restaurant? Yes, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the idea I think so, most of the chefs really, the food should be tasty and food should be interesting. For chefs working in a restaurant, uh, I think we will be planning to change the menu basically every, every week, every second week, just go with the seasons as well. Uh, you know, just, uh, keep this job more interesting and feel kind of, wow, I'm coming to work and just, I'm going to do something new. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of interesting because we're trying so many recipes and, you know, sometimes like one out of six is terrible. And we just think like, wow, why we, should, why we did that? But sometimes it's kind of interesting when you combine, you know, Spanish dish gambas, which is a la plancha, the prawns, and you put that into ravioli it's really interesting combination totally so uh, you know i just think i'm i'm just thinking it's kind of interesting to to see what people's gonna think about that to totally. something different so if you don't follow matt on instagram it's it's mateo.zilanka it's uh m-a-t-e-o <laughs> period z-i-e-l-o-n-k-a um you should follow him because he is not just a pasta maker but he's He's more, maybe more of an artist uh, with what he's making. And so, so how do you think about, um, and obviously in your cookbook, it's beautiful and you get to show people how you make some of this stuff, but how do you think about um, the artistry side of making pasta and where do you get some of your inspiration from? Uh, you know, it's about inspiration I will start it with. It's, you know, uh, everyday living really because you know visiting 
museums and seeing the texture of some of the stuff uh, in the exhibitions, uh, you know, being around walking outdoors and being uh, surrounded by nature, everything inspires you about, you know, the colors, about the shapes, about combination and smell, but also I'm just thinking, you know, in the United States, you have such a great team of chefs, really, of pasta chefs, which I really value. As I mentioned before, uh, Meryl from Pasta Social Club, really my, love her stuff. My, uh, my non-cousin, we have the same last name. <laughs> yes, I know that. Quite funny, huh? <laughs> We're not related, though. She's, she, she's, <laughs> that's quite funny. <laughs> but she's, she's incredible person. Uh, Joe Sass to do it, a totally different thing. Absolutely love it and feel inspired as well. So it's interesting that, you know, you, it's not like we're all doing pastime, which all trying to be the best and fight with one another, you know, kind of not fight, but, you know, uh, it's nice that we can support one another, mm -hmm. that we can talk. If I have problem, I will just message Meryl or Joe. I know that they will help me to understand help me with, you know, problem to solve. So this is the lovely thing about, you know, being a chef, being in the kitchen, making pasta. It's all about sharing, spreading the love, <laughs> make your own pasta, eat pasta. Yeah, I love it. All right, so tell me, let's talk about the book. So you have officially written your first cookbook. How was that process? Uh, how did it start? Uh, sort of give me some background and, and tell people a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish and tell people through your pasta. Uh, you know, I mean, the cook, I was approached by a publisher uh, asking me if I ever thought of writing a book, which I was quite surprised. Uh, yeah. Because everything started because of Instagram, really, you know, I have such a massive support and I met so many people always trying to create this, I don't know, community, replying to people, helping people, you know, it's nothing better than, you know, people sharing with you pictures of their own pasta or making uh, pasta with kids. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, I was approached by publisher started, so I had a bit of time to, to develop, to write the book. But the idea about the book was basically to do it 40 easy recipes, something for everyone, basics, and something more difficult. So it's something for everyone. Uh, playing with colors, playing with stripes, with dots, uh, but also in the recipes, we try to find a replacement to making dish vegan. Not every single dish is possible to do, uh, to do it vegan, but I try my best. And it's all about basically trying to eat less meat a bit as I was brought up as a meat eater, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, <laughs> uh, I just decided to do a different approach about, you know, thinking of climate change and uh, 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 animal welfare, really, how uh, it's important to, you know, when you buy meat or fish, it's important to know where the meat is coming from or fish is coming from, where the food is coming from. Uh, and how, is the family the, the animals have good life you know mm -hmm. so that's why I decided to do it only for meat recipes or five meat recipes and four or five fish recipes and everything is else is basically 
vegetarian or vegan. So the idea will be, you know, eat meat if you want, but just save it for a special occasions maybe from time to time. Just do, you know, simple recipes. Simple, simple is best. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think people are starting to wake up to the idea that uh, eating meat every day is not sustainable in many different ways. So I think it's a nice aspect of your book that it's sort of, it's teaching people without being preachy about it that, you know, keep it for a special occasion because obviously it tastes great, but you might also save the planet at the same time. Um, what are some of your favorite pastas to make? Good question. I mean, to be honest with you, with the pasta is kind of tricky when always I heard this question saying like, what's your favorite pasta? The last one I have eaten <laughs> and most of the time because <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting really. Uh, two days ago, we made the caramel filled with ricotta served with uh, green peas from Italy and some uh, asparagus. And this was absolutely beautiful, like spring on a plate. So I mean, it that looks was really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. But I'm a big fan of Kulurjinas, you know, Sardinian, traditional Sardinian dish is absolutely amazing. And I'm, I was just shocked when I discovered this dish, really, visiting Sardinia. So you make those a lot on Instagram. Do you think there's something about uh, your Polish upbringing sort of reminds you a little bit about making things at home, like the pierogi, like, like, like the, the shape is, you know, it's a, it's a dumpling shape, but does it sort of have like a link to you back to Poland in some way? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of interesting because it's my, I think this is my favorite shape to make at the moment because I think there's lo lovely memories of growing up, making pierogi, because as you know, we have potato filled pierogi, it's called ruskie, which is Russian, like kind of Russian. Uh, and they're filled with pancetta, potato, some cottage cheese, cottage cheese I think so. I, I don't remember really. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I, I never was, I never have been really fan of potatoes, which is quite funny as a <laughs> Polish person. But uh, combination of potato, mint, and pecorino is absolutely amazing. So I'm really, I think so. This is my number one so far. So I want to give people a little bit, um, a few ideas of when, obviously, you should buy his book, The Pasta Man. It's great. But just some some basic tips for making pasta, because I feel like people get a little bit intimidated by how many wet ingredients to how many dry ingredients and and the proportions of which do you I know like the at its most basic, do you sort of subscribe to the idea of 100 grams of flour to one egg? I mean, this is interesting that, you know, Everyone refers to, if you start making pasta, just do 100 grams of zero, zero flour uh, and one egg, medium egg. It's kind of good at the beginning to weigh the egg because, you know, eggs in every single country weigh different. Yeah. And, you know, eggs in UK roughly weigh between 45 and 57 grams, really. Uh, you know, more, more you make it, the more comfortable you feel like, and you don't need the scale later, maybe even so. Mm -hmm. You know, I prefer to do it my egg pasta dough with zero zero flour. Some people like to mix zero zero flour with semola, 
and some people use similar only. So it's all about what is best for you, what is best, what how you feel, how you feel about you know, you know uh, making making your dough with the white flour or semolina. It's it's your choice at the end, and you need to find you need to make a few doughs to decide what I like the most. Got it. Uh, would you have a pasta machine recommendation for people to buy at home? Yes. So the pasta machine, I think so. My favorite. And I have nine of them, which is quite <laughs> bonkers, really. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I bought I, my, not every single brand, but I tried to quite a few. And, you know, it's all about if you recommend something, you want things to last mm-hmm. because you don't want people to spend money on something really not great and i'm just thinking marcato uh, atlas 150 which is 15 centimeters or marcato atlas 180 which is a bit wider is 18 centimeters are the best pasta machines to have it at home easy to clean easy to roll uh, and they last for a long time so it's worth uh buying it really so do you prefer the hand cranked ones versus the uh, machine-fed machines? Uh, yes, I, 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 to be honest with you, I never had uh, these automatic machines which you just fit through the machine. Okay. Uh, but I'm just thinking, especially when you are a beginner, it's kind of nice to roll by hand using the crank, really, because you can feel the dough, the consistency. You can, you know, you can adjust quite a lot of things. You know, you can use KitchenAid attachment as well. Uh, I would just recommend people to use smaller quantities when they do it for the first time, just to feel comfortable with the dough. Uh, because as you know, the pasta dough is drying uh, as you are working with it. So smaller pieces, <laughs> more recommended at the beginning. Totally. Um- so I've been exploring this concept. It's a it's a Japanese concept. It's called ikigai, and it basically means um, you know your reason for getting up in the morning or your reason for being. And this concept applies to you know the sushi chefs like the shokun in the the top of the top in Japan, but it also applies to any person who is becoming an expert at their craft. And I sort of want to get you know, from you, like, how do you think of that concept? Like, do you look at pasta as, as your calling? Like, how do you think about it? Uh, it's really interesting because I, I'm kind of interesting in that kind of thing as well, because I'm just thinking it's, you know, it's thousands and thousands of chefs, you know, in each city really. Uh, and I'm just really kind of think that we as a chefs or cooks, it's kind of, nice to focus about one thing which we really love doing because I'm just thinking what's the point knowing how to cook fish how to cook meats or how to make pasta and you do it everything kind of okay but not great Mm -hmm. just master one thing just you know spend time hours weeks months years practicing you know filleting a fish or making a fish, become a master. And, you know, the idea of uh, pasta was born, let's say, three, three and a half years ago, really. Uh, 
I just decided to start doing pasta every day and eat every day, which is the best part of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of interesting seeing the beginnings, uh, how my pasta, my pasta looked, looked terrible. And I was thinking, oh no, I will never master it. And then it's, oh, it's all about hours and understanding and taking notes and being interesting in it, you know. I am really lucky that actually I find something in life which I love. And it's also like, I just feeling it's maybe it's a bit tricky to say that, but it's like my hobby. Mm. I'm going to work, I do it what I love, and I have, you know, and I have been paid for it. So I'm just thinking, it's amazing. I'm so lucky. And, you know, I would like to share, I would like to spread this kind of love with other people, you know. That's a nice sentiment. Um, I think that's a good place to end. Uh, so Matt, Mateo, I'm going to call you Mateo because I think that's what you really want to be called. Um, if you want to find your book, where do people go to buy it? So first, I would just say, uh, try to support your local bookshops as much as you can, uh, independent. Uh, I think so is the most important thing. So just contact your you know, uh, local bookshop. If not, if you can always find it on Amazon, <laughs> of course. Uh, everything these days. Yeah, so there's two places for sure. And then, you know, I'm just thinking support local businesses, support local businesses. I totally agree. Yes, 100%. All right. Well, you should get the book. It's called The Pasta Man, The Art of Making Spectacular Pasta um, with 40 recipes, which is, uh, it's both beautiful and very informative. Um, but honestly, if you really want to learn pasta from Matteo, you should get the book, but you should also follow him on Instagram at Mateo.Gilanka. Um because he does videos of all of the shapes and you can follow them. It's much easier to follow the shapes on a video than it is on a printed page. And so I would highly, highly recommend doing both together and become uh, a master in your own right. So thank you, Matt, thank you so much for joining me. It was such a pleasure. I finally got to speak with you. Um, hopefully one day we can cook together. Uh, and um, yeah, just, uh, Keep doing what you're doing. It's really beautiful. So thanks. Thank you so much for having me. It was absolutely a pleasure talking with you. And I was actually dreaming about talking with you for ages. And yeah. finally, uh, we got that chance. So thank you very much for having me again. And I'm sure, I'm sure on hopefully we can cook something next year. Yeah, absolutely. I hope to get out to London or maybe you should come to Los Angeles, um, which would be great. So if you want to get inspired, you want to make some pasta that's both beautiful and incredibly tasty, go uh, follow the pasta man. And thank you as always for listening. As you can hear, Matt breaks down barriers to what pasta can and should be. And his new cookbook is a celebration of the art and craft of pasta making. Do yourself a favor and buy his book, The Pasta Man, The Art of Making Spectacular Pasta with 40 Amazing Recipes. Also follow him on Instagram where you will see him making these unbelievable shapes through videos and, uh, and helpful guides. Thanks as always for listening. And I hope to see you somewhere else around the world on another episode of The Paulcast.